Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 78. Today, I'm going to talk about the next pagan holiday that's coming up, Lamas, or I'm going to pronounce it on Lunasa. I think that's how I say it. I listened to the YouTube thing over and over, and I probably still said it wrong. But anyway, this is the next one coming up, and it is the first of the Harvest Festivals. And I'm super, super excited because for me, <laughs> this means I'm closer to cooler weather and Samhain. <laughs> so I get really excited about uh, about the time when we start celebrating Harvest because right now it is so goddamn humid in Nebraska. It's hot. It's sticky. I'm tired of... Um, feeling like I'm just a human sponge constantly just like wet and gross so I'm I'm excited for this to come so this is celebrated on August 1st this year and it's gonna be a Saturday so for all of you that can have like coven celebrations or can can gather um, your family together this will be a really fun day but first I have been getting so many messages and emails about whatever is happening happening on TikTok with the witches and their hexing the fae and the moon and the sun and whoever the hell they supposedly are um, hexing. First of all, I have yet to see anyone share any proof of this event actually happening. Two, I really don't care. Um, this sounds terrible, but this is attention-seeking behavior for one. <laughs> um, if you've practiced very long at all, you know that you can't curse a, a, a deity or a spiritual body like the moon or the sun or anything else. And if you want to, you do you, boo. That's your calm, karma, not mine. Um, and fucking with the fae, that's, that's their deal, not mine. It's not yours if you're not involved in it. Um, I feel like this is just a huge way to get attention and to cause drama and I think the less attention that we give it the better. (laughs) Um, For all of you that have texted me and messaged asking or saying that your world has been terrible since they have hexed the moon and that things are going badly, this is not because they hexed the moon. Um, They do not have the power to 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 hex the freaking moon. I don't know what witch does have the power to hex the moon. Um, in my opinion, this was just, we all do stupid shit, especially when we're just starting out learning anything. And if I'm 41 years old and if I took up a new belief system and started experimenting with it, chances are I'm going to do something stupid that I probably shouldn't do. And who of us haven't done anything kind of stupid or um, outside the boundaries of our practice when we were learning. Especially when you were younger. If you're younger, you already are impulsive and you want to do things and attention is super fun and we want to do things. Like I was talking to a friend today and I tried to recreate when I was younger. I tried to recreate the beach scene in the craft. Yeah, I tried by myself. That was stupid. Like it was dumb. Why the hell? It was a made up thing. I mean, it was based on true and factual tradition. But anyway, I tried doing that. It was dumb. I should have never done it. Nowadays, I look at some of the crap I did when I was just starting out. I'm like, oh, that was not a good idea. Anyway, what I'm getting at is let's just forget it. Um, 
those that are involved in it, you do you, boo. I don't condone it at all. I think it is ridiculous. However, the more attention that we all give it, the more that this drama is going to suck the life out of you. So I suggest if you are having any negative effects after learning of their cursing that you disconnect from social media for a little bit or at least stop following or looking at or answering or commenting on posts about this um, because it's just going to suck the life out of you because you're worried about it and it really honestly like just it's their deal. It's not ours. That's the best part about this tradition and this path is that it's the, you believe in what you want and you live by your own, uh, I guess, practice, rules, creed, whatever. Like, I don't believe in the threefold rule, but I do believe that what you reap is what you sow. So I wouldn't want to be any of them fucking with the fae. So this is not Tinkerbell that you're messing with. <laughs> so I I have, another, the next episode that we are going to have is all about the Fae. I have somebody coming on that can speak better to that subject than I can because I don't really delve into that very much, but I do have a friend who does. So you can be looking forward to that next Tuesday. We're going to talk all about the Fae, how to honor them, um, some general do's and don'ts, how you can uh, integrate them into your practice if you're um, into the Fae tradition. So that will be coming up next week. <laughs> so we can talk about if you want to be involved with the Fae. Let's learn about what you're dealing with and um, how-tos of it, the basic how-tos. So anyway, I'm going to get off that. I suggest, like I said, just don't give it any more energy. Just just let it go. <laughs> I know it was a huge thing on Twitter and on Facebook and my groups. It, we're all talking about it, and I think the less energy we give it, the better. So it will just die down. Okie dokie. <laughs> all right, well, let's get on to what's coming up next, which is our next holiday, in which I have heard pronounced a couple different ways, Lamas, Lamas, uh, or Lutensa. I probably said that wrong, too. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, like I said before, it is the first of the harvest um, festivals, and it is traditionally associated with, like, the first crops of the year, and uh, associated with abundance and growth and prosperity. So, here, <laughs> when I started like researching the origins of the holiday, the, the celebrations and stuff. It was, I just typed in uh, uh, llamas or lamas. So I was researching it and I was really surprised to read right off the bat. Like one of the first things that come up um, was the Wikipedia link for that. And it was described as a Christian holiday pronounced uh, lofmas or lofmas, also known as lofmas day. And it was the <laughs> as far as the Christian uh, version of this holiday. It's when they celebrate the harvest, like we do, and it's the first harvest of the season. They um, call it Loafmas Day, and it's a tradition to bring to a Christian church a loaf made from the newest crop, which is kind of cool. So the bread is supposed to be symbolic of their communion, the, the bread being the body of Christ, which honestly, I never really understand why eating the body of Christ and drinking his blood symbolically, symbolically was okay. But my practice is not like, 
like me honoring uh, the earth or getting naked on a full moon is not okay. But eating the blood and or eating the bread and body of Christ and drinking his blood is okay. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to get off track too much and I'll leave that alone. But it was just something that when I was researching it just kind of popped up. I was like, well, that's like I know that what communion is and I've always known what it is, but it's just kind of seems hypocritical. Anyway, <laughs> Lamas was coincided with the feast of St. Peter in chains. And this is the celebrate, and this is as far as the Christian version of this. This is the celebrating, uh, celebrating St. Peter's deliverance from pre- prison. So Peter was put in prison by King Herod. And the liberation of the apostle Peter is described in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 12. Peter is rescued from prison by an angel. And that's why they celebrate it. But then in 1969, the feast of St. Alphonus, Alphonsus, whatever, some guy, was transferred to this day and it is now the day of the saint's death. So that's the Christian version of the holiday. But it was first celebrated by pagans and called Lugnista, Lugnista, Lugnista. Fuck. Anyway, this was celebrated the exact freaking time that the Christians started celebrating their harvest festival. So yet another holiday kind of taken over uh, by the church. Anyway, this holiday can be celebrated either as a way to honor the god Lu or as a celebration of the harvest or both. Um, Let's talk about Lu for just a minute. So Lu is the Celtic sun god and is described as having like a ton of different skills. Um... And he has a bunch of different renditions to his name that I thought was kind of cool. Lou of the skillful hand, skilled in all arts, and Lou of the long arm. (laughs) Those are just a couple that I have found that I found entertaining. Romans associated him with Mercury and with the Greek god Hermes and sometimes Apollo as well. Lou is celebrated as being the harvest bringer, the sun, uh, the source of fertility of of the harvest of the year. Lou was a welder of Asal. Asal was the lightning spear. There's a whole lore about that, but anyway, he was also thought of as the god of oaths and contracts and justice. But he was also known as a trickster and would often lie and cheat to get his way. So this dual identity is something I kind of find fascinating in mythology because I think it makes gods seem like they're more fallible and more human-like identity. And to me, that lends them a more identifiable personality to to humans. So um, I kind of like, I know that being a trickster is kind of not a fun thing to think about as a god is a liar, but also it does make it more um, identifiable. Anyway. I don't want to say lovable, but definitely more identifiable. (laughs) So according to uh, Mythopedia.com, several locations were named for Lou across Europe. But in Ireland, specifically County Lou and its village uh, both bear his name, uh, as does Loch Liborta. Lou has two dwellings, one at the place where he became king, uh, Moitura in County Sligo. I know I'm saying this wrong, and I'm very sorry. And second at Terra in uh, County Meath. It was at Terra that the historical high kings of Ireland were seated. So he has actual places you can go to that were thought of as his 
uh, dwellings, which I think is really kind of cool that you can just go there and be like, cool, this is where this god, this high king was supposedly crowned, which I would really love to go see someday. <laughs> um, so this was the Irish festival on August 1st and is celebrated across Ireland, Scotland, Isle of Man. This is where it originated. Um, according to the sources that I looked up, <laughs> it marked Lou's victory over the spirits of, um, Tirnanog to celebrate. Basically, there was a war, a battle, and to celebrate his victory, Lou blessed the early fruits of harvest and hosted games in memory of his foster mother. Uh, tell it to you. T-A-I-L-T-I-U. I am sure that is not how you say it. <laughs> and for everybody who loves to text me or DM me when I say shit wrong, I'm really sorry. I literally looked this shit up on YouTube. And then by the time I get done and I think I have it, I go to record this podcast and I fuck it up every time because I get nervous and I have like, I get a blank. So I'm sorry. I have performance anxiety. Anyway. <laughs> so the main theme uh, traditionally was grain. Grain is a really consistent theme no matter what tradition, Christian or pagan or whatever you kind of research in. In Ireland, it was considered bad luck to harvest your grain before August 1st. And on that day, it was kind of cool. So on that day, traditionally farmers would cut their crops down. And that night, his wife would make the first loaves of bread. And it was all a giant celebration of their work together uh, to create this harvest. I love how everyone had a part in the celebration. It was kind of cool. Celebrating the harvest is very important to a lot of our ancestors. Grain became a symbol for death and rebirth super early in our human history. Uh, the Sumerian god Tammuz was killed and his lover Ishtar grieved so deeply that nature stopped producing. Ishtar mourned Tammuz, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, and followed him to the underworld to bring him back. Kind of like the story of Demeter and Persephone. In Greek legend, the grain god, grain god was Adonis. Uh, two goddesses, Aphrodite and Persephone, fought for his love. So they got in a cat fight over this guy. And to end the fighting, Zeus was like, holy shit. Adonis, if that's how you say it, to go spend six months with Persephone in the underworld and the rest with Aphrodite. I am so over you two fighting. So it's kind of a common theme, <laughs> which was interesting when I started researching it a little bit deeper. Um, something I found on uh, to how to celebrate it, I found on the greenwitch.co.uk, um, had to, man, I really can't talk today. So I found this thing on that site <laughs> to do on this holiday, and I'm kind of stoked to do it this year. I've never done this, and it's to make an, a harvest jar. So on Lamas night, or Lamas, however you say it, uh, gather around a fire or a sacred space or whatever, uh, and reflect on the year's blessings and personal harvest. So this can be your financial harvest so far, love in your life, health, pets, life changes, whatever you have brought into your life to serve your highest good for this year or your family's highest good, give thanks for all of that. And you can either say it out loud, like go around. If there's a bunch of you, you can go around and say what uh, you are grateful for so far in this uh, this year. 
or you can put them in a, I will, I'm probably going to write mine on a piece of paper and toss it in the fire because I'm a fire nut and I, I love to do that. <laughs> so that's how I release a lot of stuff, like my gratitude. I want to send that into the world uh, for what I have been uh, blessed with so far. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, so you'll need a jar, a piece of paper, a pen, grain, or some kind of herbs that represent harvest for you. Herbs of prosperity like um, bay leaves, cinnamon, spicy herbs like black pepper, um, mint or ginger are all really good prosperity herbs. If you're wanting protection, add protection herbs like rosemary, sage, lavender, or mugwort. Um, if you want peace, add peaceful herbs like angelica, which does double for protection, lavender, and moss. I thought I felt that was cool. I was looking up herbs and things for peace and moss came up and I was literally just out in my garden today admiring how beautiful moss looked. So I may um, harvest just a tiny bit of that to put in my uh, harvester. Um, anyway, you get the idea. You can also add crystals to correspond with your intention uh, as well, like pyrite or yellow appetite for prosperity, blue lace agate for peace and calm, black tourmaline for, or obsidian for protection. So just what, add whatever you feel called to to add a layer uh, to your intention of, of your harvest jar. You're going to hold each item um, and feel the intention that you are putting into it and then put each item into the jar one by one. You're gonna then write your harvest intentions down on a paper and after holding it and feeling that intention, you'll place it into the jar with the rest of the stuff. And something optional that I think I might do would be to light a candle and let the wax drip onto this to the lid and seal it uh, until you open it next spring to review and reflect on that harvest cycle. So you can put it somewhere that it's not gonna get opened or disturbed until then. I do have a prosperity and abundance um, altar, so I'm probably just going to put it there. Um, it would really be a fun activity for a family to do or, or a solitary practitioner. I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I plan on doing one myself, but I think I might try to get Brad to participate or at least offer it to him. Be like, hey, I'm going to do a harvest jar. You want to do one? <laughs> He'll probably say no, but I'm going to offer it. So if you're looking to decorate your altar or your home uh, for the season, symbols for lamas or llamas are corn, fresh or dried, corn dolls, uh, sunflowers, wheat, stuff like uh, sickles or uh, scythes, barley oats, candles that are colored or scented for your season, a cornucopia, gourds, sun wheels, bread, and cauldrons because cauldron is a... Uh, is a fertility or a uh, prosperity symbol. Anyway, colors would be gold, yellow, oranges, browns, bronze, greens. Think all the colors of nature around this time of the year. Um, some herbs, if you like to do offering bowls uh, or mix your own kind of uh, incense for the holiday, some of the herbs are heather, goldenrod, uh, peony, Clover, yarrow, vervain, myrtle, rose, sunflower, prop, poppy, not proppy, <laughs> garlic, onion, basils. Uh, oh, ab, apple leaf. I thought that was kind of cool. I've got, I have a 
like across the way, my mother-in-law has um, a rental home that I may ask if I can go pick some apple leaves from. Anyway, uh, grapevines, rosemary, rose hips, and blackthorn. And right now, by the time this holiday rolls around, there should be some rose hips out there from the wild roses that I love to collect every year. So I'm definitely going to collect some more of those. And the ones from last year, I'm going to grind up and use in my uh, incense blend for the day. So some of the deities that we talked, we didn't talk about, so we obviously talked about Lou. Then we have the Corn Grandmother, Vulcan, Dagon, Ceres, Isis, Dana, Tammuz, Silu, and his uh, uh, Lou's foster mom, Teletiu. I know I said that wrong. Crystal, crystals that um, also go along with the season are Yellow Adventuring, uh, Peridot, Citrine, Tiger's Eye, uh, golden topaz, moss agate, obsidian marble, uh, pyrite. So think the the crystals that are going to represent abundance, prosperity, and they reflect in the colors: greens, browns, um, yellows, oranges, that sort of thing. But again, you do you. Whatever. What if you feel a crystal and it and it feels like ooh that is for this season or that's what I want to put on my altar bowl or whatever then do it. <laughs> um, animals: roosters, calves, griffin, phoenix, centaurs, and pigs. Magic that you can perform during this time that's really good, uh, that would be a good time to do it, would be a time for hearth and home magic, set up protection spells, clean, cleanse your house energetically and physically, honor your ancestors, um, and thank Mother Earth for her bountiful harvest. Um, I love this. I love this part of the year. It really, like, just lights me up and I'm excited for it. <laughs> I am nesting like no other for some reason. No, I'm not pregnant. I cannot get pregnant. <laughs> so anybody that starts, that's like, hears that and is like, oh my God. No, I'm nesting probably because uh, perimenopause and hormonal changes are making me feel like I'm going into this next phase of my uh, existence. And I don't know, uh, maybe it's a compulsive action in response to the chaos going on in the country. I don't know, <laughs> but I just want to redo the whole damn house for some reason. I cannot, like, I have these plans for ripping up the carpet and painting and all these things, and I have a place specific to put an ancestor altar that I'm going to decorate and hopefully have done um, before August first. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my husband just keeps coming home every day. He's like, so what honeydew crap did you think of today for me to do? And I'm like, I do try to do a lot of this myself. Some of the heavy lifting things I do need is help for. So like getting all of the materials I want to use to screw with the house, I'll probably need help with that because I want to do some flooring things. And I found some really cool ways to redo our floor because I'm, I'm tired of the carpet. I hate carpet. It's annoying. I have allergies really bad, so I have to vacuum really diligently to keep allergies from bothering me because we have like a gazillion cats and dogs and those we literally live in an area called the sand hills it's covered with grass and it's beautiful rolling hills but it's sand the dirt is sand so imagine like sand dunes with grass all over it so when the wind blows it comes in our old ass windows whether I have them closed or opened I have a lot of dust and dirt and I don't know I just think it'd be easier if we had like floor floors, not carpet. <laughs> anyway, 
that's way off track. I'm sorry. Um, I Anyway, I hope this gave you like a little bit of info, info that you didn't already have um, on this holiday. For me, I just, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I'm really excited. Like August 1st to me is like the beginning of the season of The Witch. And it makes me feel... I don't know, it just like lights a fire under my ass to get all kinds of things done. I get better motivation. I I found that my depression isn't near as bad once that time of the year starts happening. So I'm very excited. I know a lot of us um, are dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression because because of what's going on in our country. COVID and the election and all the political crap that's going on. There's so much on social media that I encourage you if you can take a day off I do every once in a while and it feels fantastic if you run a business page schedule out some posts so that you have content and just take the day off um there's a lot going on behind the scenes in my life and I'm sure everyone else's and we all need peace (laughs) and social media right now is not a source for it um for the most part so um take a day off if you can take more, do it. <laughs> um, I I highly suggest it. I don't get to do it very often, but when I do, I'm so thankful for those moments of peace and not having that chaos bombarded at you every time you open your phone up. Um, another thing I wanted to say, okay, so <laughs> this is dumb, but I decided to go online and look at my reviews for the podcast, which are amazing, by the way. Thank you guys for leaving amazing reviews. There's one person with one specific username that left a really bad review. And I, like, totally, like, online stalked her. And she went around to, like, a bunch of podcasts and left really shitty reviews. I couldn't find one good review that she left. So anyway, if you can rate and review this on Apple Podcasts or any of the platforms that allow you to rate and review, please, please do so I can counteract her bullshit um, uh, review. She's not even a regular listener. She just came on, listened to one uh, episode, and gave me a shitty review. And I know I shouldn't give a fuck, but it's in, like the perfectionist in me is like dead. <laughs> like so upset. I saw that and I spun out that day. I was like, oh my God, how dare she? She has her own. I'm sure she has it. This is not a reflection of the podcast, but a total reflection of whatever she has going on in her life. And I'm sorry if she's got something bad going on. So anyway, if you guys could rate, review, subscribe, that helps um, counteract her bullshit because what happens is that um, rate and review, there are there are apps, there are websites that compile all the different ratings and reviews and all that, and they put it into a thing. And that's how they rank our podcasts is through this kind of system, plays, uh, downloads, and, and rate and review. So her stupid two out of five review knocked me down a little bit, which irritated me. So if you could, long way, I've rambled, I am so sorry. If you could please rate and review it, and give and if you think I suck, I guess give me a shitty review. Uh, maybe I need to redo my rethink my content. But if you could do that, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> um, I'm really sorry that this is kind of a short episode, um, but I wanted to get some 
like short and sweet info out about the next coming holiday so that you could kind of get an idea of what it's about if you haven't ever celebrated it. And then I encourage you guys to please research this stuff and find things that resonate with you, not just use the stuff that I tell you because this is my experience and what I research, but what, what might resonate for you could be something I haven't even talked about. So we have the Googles, use it. <laughs> um, Google uh, things and research things. I highly encourage you to self-educate. Um, it's so easy just to take someone's word for it. And I know that I'm guilty of it. I went through an entire phase of my practice where I like this one teacher told me something. I just assumed it was true and took it as, you know, the golden truth. And a couple not even a couple years, about a year and a half into it, I realized that most of it was bullshit. And it ended up being a very toxic um, mentor type relationship. Um, so I learned my lesson there. Research for myself. Um, don't take anyone's word for the truth because in this practice, it's very personal. Even if you're in a coven, what you feel for a god or a goddess or um, a crystal or an herb can feel different from person to person. We have baseline stuff like black tourmaline protection. But if you pick that up and you're like, damn, this feels like a sacral chakra thing for me, then it is. It's kind of, it's my you do you boo thing. And I know a lot of people will get pissed off that are very traditional, but um, these are all metaphysical things and metaphysics is ever-changing. It's not something that is written in stone and everything is based on energy. So if my energy is, just say, I don't even know how to explain it. If my energy is one way and I pick up a stone, the energy from the stone is reacting with my energy and that's how I get my feeling. Now, my husband could pick one up and because he's a completely different vibrating frequency, he can pick up a crystal and feel the exact same, op he can feel an opposite reaction. So that's a really shitty way of explaining the you do you boo thing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, but that's kind of like when somebody says, I can't pick up like moldavite. I got some moldavite facets that are freaking amazing. I pick them up and I'm like, woo, to me, they are I don't know, soothing and empowering and like they light up my chakra system beautifully. I love them. Some people can't touch them at all. It like literally gives them a physical zap or um, a don't touch me kind of reaction. So it's all based on your vibration and how you feel about them. I don't know where the hell that came from, but I decided to throw that in. <laughs> God. I swear, lately... I don't know. Has anybody else had fatigue and like serious brain fog? I had a really bad lupus flare up a couple weeks ago and I had it really bad then, but I've had brain fog for like a freaking month. Like I will walk into a room and have no idea why the hell I walked into the kitchen. I'll have to like go sit back down and think about it for a little bit and then go back in there. I have put, uh, I have put my coffee in my flower garden and left it. I have lost my fitness watch, found it in a cupboard with my Nutrisystem shit. Like seriously, my brain is everywhere lately. Um, it's just weird. It's a weird, it's a weird time to be existing in 
in this country and on the earth right now. So give yourself a little slack. I pulled cards for the Witchy Woman Friends group and the WW Coven yesterday, and there was a theme, and I wanted to share this on the podcast. So a lot of people got the surrender and release card, meaning you cannot fight change. I mean, you can. You can fight change. And there's a lot of change going on right now with a lot of us and our country. And the more we fight it, the more dissonance you're going to feel. So surrendering is not a weak thing. Surrendering to the process of whatever's going on in your life that you have no control over. We have to recognize the things that we do have control over and the things that we do not. We do not have control over anybody else's shit. We only control our own actions and how we react react to other people's reactions. So surrendering means that to me when I when I drew this card. Means acknowledging what you can and can't change and surrendering to that that reality and then releasing all the negative crap that has built up and if releasing that to you means screaming into a pillow for a good half hour do it cry go beat your punching bag run um whatever that is meditate release um do a releasing ritual uh write down everything that you feel you need to let go of um false narratives, uh, limiting beliefs, anything like that, stress, anxiety, whatever it is, write these things down and burn them. (laughs) Toss the ash off your property or into a really strong wind. I love doing that. Um, You can do cord cuttings are very, very beneficial right now. Cord cuttings help you uh, disconnect any cords from anyone else. that way you're not being like drugged down by them and you can send that cut the cord send it back with love um release it i think that's a huge huge theme right now um and then another card that kept coming up with people was meditation (laughs) and meditation does not have to be the traditional sense to you like if you think meditation you think i gotta you know sit there with my legs crossed for a freaking hour and i'm not doing that um That's not what it has to be. For you, it could be taking uh, five minutes in the shower and thinking about gratitude or um, making a list of things that you want to bring into your life. It could be sitting under the water and just imagining the water cleansing your energetic body. That's what it could be to you. It could be sometimes it's me laying in my bed before I wake up because I know I'm going to have a real shitty, boring, like, or not boring, busy day and I'm not going to be able to get meditation in. So before I get out of bed, I will do my, you know, my bubbling and my body scan. I will pop my headphones in and listen to a really short five, 10 minute meditation while I'm laying down. And that counts too. And you don't have to do it every day. Like Three times a week to start out with is pretty is a pretty doable thing. Three times a week, three minutes a day. Try that. And the reason I feel like meditation kept coming up for a lot of people is because we're not able to feel peace. We're not able to be as self-aware right now because there's so much other things going on. It's muddying up our ability to be self-aware and to understand what's going with ourselves disconnected from all of the chaos and what meditation does and what just taking a little time to ourselves does is give us some peace you're giving yourself the gift of peace and self-awareness 
that helps you empaths out there discern what energy uh, is yours and what emotions are yours and who whose emotions you're um, absorbing. So, and as far as that goes, the empath stuff, if you did not catch the empath class in the WW Coven, um, you can go there and click on units and I've got it all, all of our classes are now organized in that group by units. And I think we've got like, I've got some Sabbat stuff in there. I've got, um, all of the chakra, the chakras one and two class, and then the empath class is all, all the videos are in there. Man, my voice just squeaked. <laughs> They're all in there in the group. If you're not a member of the WW Coven and you'd like access to those classes, all you have to do is go to my website, witchywomanpodcast.com, click on join the coven, and that gets you, uh, for a dollar a month, you get access to everything we do in that, in that group. Um, and then we have two other tiers. You can look that up when you j- click on join the coven. Um, what else is going on? Oh, in the coven, we have a, uh, the next class would be the psychic development series that I have. So that will be probably a two to three week, uh, series of classes. Cause I'd like to take our time and really, um, dive into that sort that subject so you can understand it and then learn how to develop your abilities. Um, I have been doing uh, coffee on Mondays, so a coffee chat in the Witchy Woman Friends group on Mondays, like around 9 o'clock, and then uh, I have started in the coven. We're doing Monday prayer circle, so anybody who needing some extra prayers, good juju, whatever you want to call it, we're doing a live video in the coven at like 9.40, 9.45 on Mondays for prayer circle. Wednesdays are now Witchy Woman Wednesday, <laughs> Witchy Win- Witchy Wednesdays, in the the WW Friends group. That's an open group, and uh, that I'm just gonna check up with you guys, see what you're doing, see how you're doing. Um, I'm gonna share part of my magical and mundane life. So I think I'm gonna try to do my live video out with my horses, so that you guys can kind of see what that part of my life is like. I'll bring uh, my deck and make a and do a card drawing for the entire like for the whole group so one one draw for the whole group I might do a three card draw like a uh, spread for you guys while I'm out there I'm gonna go test my wi-fi or not the wi-fi test my internet uh through my cell phone service and see how how a, a live video will work out there but I'm gonna do that tomorrow I have that scheduled I think for like 10 o'clock I have to look but if you go if you go into the group and um search my name it will pop up if you haven't joined the group, go join it. <laughs> if you go to my website and you click on all my socials, you can follow uh, follow me there. If you have any questions or you want to be on the show, I've been getting a lot of different requests for guests and guests requesting to be on. If you have anybody or you want to be on the show, uh, email me at uh, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com and pitch me your idea or episode and I would be happy to look that over. Um, please check out our sponsors. Go to my website and click on the sponsor page. We have Rena Dwelly of Holistic Healing Therapeutics. She's an amazing healer, geomancer, uh, intuitive. She reads tarot. She does amazing healing uh, work with her keys. Please check her out. Um, we have Shelly Leggett from Lavender Potions. She is a psychic medium, a beautiful witchy soul. She creates magical tools. She does, she sells herbs and all kinds of beautiful things on her website, as well as does, she does uh, readings online and 
she's amazing at what she does. And then we have uh, Brandy Burrow, and she is an eclectic medium and astrologer. So she offers amazing uh, crystal tools, all kinds of um, beautiful offerings in her Etsy shop. And she also will do uh, psychic medium readings. She does birth charts. It's you got to do one of her birth charts readings. It is so fun. So check them out. Give them a little love. Um, if you can't afford any of their services at the moment, just clicking on their website helps helps uh, Google go, oh, I will show your website more. <laughs> so click on their websites. Show them some love. And I think that's all I have for today. It is actually not as like molten lava-y today. <laughs> so I might actually get to go outside. I played outside for a little bit yesterday. Um, I might be able to go out and do some gardening, gardening, weeding in my garden today. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Um, please ground, center, um, remember surrender and release. Um, I think that's the theme of the week. <laughs> um, Anyway, I am so thankful for you all. I'm so thankful for my Patreon supporters and everybody in the coven. You are how this podcast is still going. You help me cover all my fees, all my things I have to pay for in order to have a podcast and have a website and I'll do all this stuff. Um, and I am now working from home, so this is what I do full time. So I appreciate you guys supporting me and my family. Um, you are definitely part of the gratitude practice that I will be uh, doing for this next beautiful holiday. All right, I've babbled on long enough. <laughs> I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, yeah, that's it. So I guess as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.